All right, guys. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sion. This is this is True TV. I was going to say this is Direct TV. This is not Direct TV. I have Direct TV on the brain because I've been on the phone with them for an hour. But anyway, hi. How are you? We're so happy to have you. And this is a part three for us. We are so excited to have Robert back with us. Trevor Seven. If you don't, if you guys are not following him, get on board and follow him. He has got some amazing content explaining and teaching and like yeah you gotta get on board and follow him because this is really cool but the topic is really cool for me especially um because i have a little bit of um i guess background in some of this and but i haven't ever talked about it publicly so i'm really excited to dive into this topic here today of psychometry um, and how it works with dna how it works with the biofield and you know how we can use it with our own, this is technology that we were born with and that we can walk in and move. And how can we even use this for day to day and or just helping people, serving people and loving people? Uh, so before we go, I do want to remind everyone, please hit subscribe. Um, we get lots of people who are like, oh, no, I didn't know about this coming up and blah, blah, blah. And I wish I would have known. It's like you have to hit the subscribe button to get the notifications. So once you hit that button, you know, that's what's going to give you all the things that are coming up and let us know what let you guys know what's going on um you can also get on the newsletter if you go to splitfire.org just get on there right away it's going to pop up and ask for your information for newsletter and that is a way that we always post every week right before we're about to do a show so you know what's upcoming and um and also all the stuff on there so um Definitely, Craig, I know you wanted to add some stuff and just want to say hi to you, Craig. How are you this week? Uh oh, are you frozen? I've just come back. <laughs> oh, you're there. Okay, awesome. How are you? Oh, good, thanks. I assume you've just uh, asked for me because it, it just everything went down and then came back up again for me. Anyway, is it looking uh, out? Is it is tech doing this stuff? It's is just it? doing its thing. It's wonderful, isn't it? Um, I assume, did you mention membership? I did not even talk about membership. I will talk about membership because basically we are looking at doing some special, some specials for for members um, of uh, the, the channel. Um, we're going to have some uh, live Q and A's where you guys can get on board and be a part of the conversation and ask questions to our guests live. Um, we're going to be doing some readings with with uh, Megan Rose and Matthew Mornian. Um, I may not be there because I'm busy, but Shano will definitely be there with the guests. Um, but yeah, I just really encourage people to to become members. Um, we're going to do lots of uh, exclusive content uh, for them. So I just wanted to mention that. Awesome. Well, Robert, Trevor, Seven, all those things. I would love to hear a little bit about your background and uh, just for people who aren't aware of what you're doing and all the great things that you are and that you, how you serve in this in this season of your life. And and then I want to jump right into the topic for today. So go for it. OK, well, I'm kind of a, a self-taught psychic practitioner and self-proclaimed teacher. I kind of discovered telekinesis uh, back in 2011. And uh, kept it a secret for a while and tried to hone my skills and finally started sharing it with my family. And then uh, after teaching my kids and seeing that, you know, this is an ability that everyone has that just has to be awoken. Uh, I started making videos and uploading to YouTube in 2013 and slowly but surely helping a lot of people discover their psychic abilities 
I built a free website, telekinesisschool.com, that has helped thousands of people discover their telekinetic abilities. And then I also delve into other psychic abilities such as ESP and um, just about anything. I've tried remote viewing, anything you can imagine I've dabbled in. And when I have any success, I just share it online. And over the years, I've gathered quite a following, 47,000 subscribers and uh, lots of testimonies of people who are, you know, able to awaken their psychic abilities. And I don't really think of it as teaching or learning. I think it's more of an awakening and remembering process because this is all already in there. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of my basic background. I, I don't have a lot of formal training in anything. Everything I teach is from experience and intuition and my experience helping other people discover their, their psychic abilities. So that's my passion. And I also make um, supplements that I help boost psi-related things, uh, sacredsupplements.com, where you can learn how to make or purchase these. I, I'm not in this for the money. It's quite obvious. I know I did it for uh, nine years, commercial free. Uh, I did up, open up my subscription. I have a few followers and I'm very thankful to have them. And another way people can donate to any channel during a live stream, if you're not a member, just a subscriber, at the bottom of the chat, there's a little money icon. You can click that and you can give these uh, creators like a little $2 tip or buy a super sticker to make your chat stand out or something. Mm -hmm. And if everybody just gave a little, it would, it would really help keep this type of thing going. You know, it's a, we provide a free service, but the things we use are not free. So anytime you got, you know, you can help out, not me or just me, but anyone, give me a little tip, support what you like, or it goes away. Oh, and also I wanted to add, uh, hit the little uh, bell if you want to be notified of upcoming things on oh, the yeah. channel. Subscribing won't get you all the notifications, but if you hit the little bell, any and everything she does, you'll know about it. I've, I've rung her bell and I get it and she stays busy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so, you. Yeah. I didn't know about the bell either. I'm learning all these cool things about tips and bells and all of that. Yeah. And they're always there brought, bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah. Since you brought up um, the sacred medicine and the things that you create, um, I would like to just remind everybody too we did a part one and a part two. And I will put those um, links in here at the bottom. That way you guys, if you missed number one and number two, which were about um, telekinesis and Ormus and the, just the whole ancient thing of Ormus, which he's a big contender of and makes it and creates it. And that's what he was talking about with, um, with his website. And I just recently got some, uh, maybe a month ago, which I absolutely love. I found out I was taking it wrong um, I would take it every morning with my coffee and it was, it, it amplified the caffeine like so much that it took me like three weeks to figure out like, actually it was our show on Ormus and you were like, I said something like, should we not take it at night or whatever? And you were like, oh, just don't take it with anything that you want it to amplify or whatever or something. I don't remember how you said it. I was like, oh crap, that's what's going on. Cause I told my husband, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've had like 10 cups of coffee every day and I'm drinking like less and less and less, but I feel like <laughs> in my body. And I was like, I'm, this isn't normal for me, but it was the freaking Ormus. So I take the Ormus separate, maybe with probiotics or enzymes or something, you know, away from my caffeine, but definitely go to his website and check out what he's doing because he's got some cool, cool things for everybody. And um, the thing is, it's really important where you get your source 
and um, who creates it because that's what's going in your body. And this is a trusted and valued pure vessel and he's doing some great things for everybody. So I just want to mention that about part one and part two and about his website and just plug it. But yes, for the sake of the topic today, I would love to dive right in and find out how in the world did you even get into psychometry in the first place? And what is psychometry to you? Um, yeah, psychometry basically is like object reading or some people refer to it as post cognition. It is a form of ESP, extrasensory perception, but it's basically just sensing the vibrations or, or the tuning into the intuition and, and sense part of your brain and just picking up the vibrations that are stored within an object. And basically, as with a lot of psychic abilities, the act of doing it is not really the trick to it. It's the getting the mind, body, and emotions in the right state to where you can not only receive the information, but perceive and then translate. So it's like a little three-part thing. But the really psychic part of it happens naturally. The trick is getting your mind, body, and spirit tuned in to receive it and recognize it. So it's really psychometry. I've only, I've never placed a demonstration on it. I've, I've uploaded a video about how to do it, but it's so difficult to demonstrate because the act of doing it, for example, someone would give you a, an article that someone has preferably worn or carried for a long time. And over time, these material objects receive a spiritual vibration. And when you hold the object, images from these experiences will pop into your mind, either in the form of sight, sound, smell, one of your senses. And then the trick to it is to take these images, put the puzzle together, much like remote viewing or um, mind reading or any of these things. You have to kind of put the puzzle together. And that's the craft you really have to develop. The act of receiving this information, I believe, is natural. The trick is perceiving it and, and, and like I said, interpreting it. So it's really hard to demonstrate. And I only have a handful of experiences with it. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into that part of it. You asked what it was. That, that was kind of a, my description of what it is. Oh, I'd love to hear some uh, examples. Okay. Yeah. So I think the very first time, and I didn't think of this until recently, the very first time I experienced it, um, I come up from a, I'm the youngest of seven. So pretty much everything I wore was a hand-me-down or came from a garage sale, <laughs> you know? And I do remember once as a child, I got a pair of jeans uh, that my mom had bought when she was my sister in Liberty. And uh, every time I wore these jeans, I felt honoring. I wanted to do honorary things, you know, and I didn't really put it together. And then when I said something to her, I said, I don't like wearing these jeans. They make me feel weird. And she thought it was about the patches because there was a patch on the knee. I said, no, no, it's not the patch. You know, I just don't like these jeans. Well, I later found out it belonged to a kid named Archie who had suicidal tendencies and had been in and out of foster homes. It was worn by a troubled child. So really, I think that was my first experience with psychometry. The most noteworthy one was I went to a uh, garage sale or rummage sale, some people call them. Someone had passed away and they were selling his stuff. And I picked up, I didn't know this guy from Adam. I picked up a knife and instantly got this flash of a, like a sailor's hat and the boat, and just Navy type thing. I had no idea what it was. But when the lady came by and asked if she could help me with something, I asked her, do you have any war memorabilia? Just trying to see, you know, why am I thinking of the Navy? She said, well, yeah, you know, he was in the service, but we're not 
selling any of his, you know, stuff that he got from the war or what have you. I said, oh, okay. So that's when I really realized that psychometry was a thing, you know. And I think all of us have experienced similar, like walking into a room that feels negative. I recall a vacation trip one time we went to South Missouri. And the moment I walked into this room, I just felt chills the back of the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I, something terrible had happened in that room. And I think vibrations, especially extreme, like extreme happiness or sorrow or pain, I think those vibrations really linger and can even be absorbed by the things in the, the room or an article of clothing you're wearing when that happens. And I couldn't sleep the whole night. I felt terrible. Now, I don't know what happened in that room, but that's something I think people have, have probably felt before. Walk into a room and just the negative energy, you just you don't want to be there. Or quite the opposite, you know, a very loving, receptive energy, and it makes you want to stay there. So I think we all kind of experience these things uh, naturally. Now, in preparation for this show, I wanted to experiment with this. And I have I have a handful of friends that know I'm into psychic abilities. And I asked one of them, I told him the situation, described what psychometry was, and said, do you have anything old, an old article like a watch or a belt or a hat or something that someone you know about wore that I had never met? They're, oh, yeah, yeah, we, I got just the thing for you. So they brought me a, a ring. It was an engagement ring. And I, was, I could barely fit it onto my pinky. But uh, I put it on my pinky, did my, I did a little meditation thing, or like I said, the, the whole preparation thing is just not trying. So I just leveled my energy, empathy, emptied my mind, kind of focused on my third eye area, trying to awaken, you know, my third, my uh, third eye. And I got a few images. <clears throat> I got cats, cats and more cats. I knew I knew for a fact whoever had this ring had cats. So I wrote that down. And then I got an image of uh, a mask, but it was kind of vague. I couldn't tell if it's like a it was a clear mask. So I didn't know if it was goggles or a scuba mask or something like that. But I just wrote down clear mask. And then I got smells like, I don't know if you've ever walked into your mother's kitchen when she's cooking multiple things. Like there's a sweet smell and a, a stew and maybe some bread bake. You know, multiple, I got overwhelming sense of smell, which I'd never experienced that before. So I write all these down. The next day he comes back out. I gave him back the ring, told him all the things I had. He's like, mm, you know, strike one, strike two. Strike, no, you're way off base, dude. None of these things are right. I was like, oh, crap, you know. He said, yeah, she was a, uh, a housewife, a farm wife. She taught, uh, she gave piano lessons and was a substitute teacher, music teacher, and she played the organ at church. And that's kind of what her whole life, life evolved around. No cats. They had dogs and lots of children. And, of course, she baked, but, you know, she, you know I can't really go off any of that. So I thought, okay, yeah, I, I'm total failure. Well, he gets home and tells his wife, and she said, um, he's describing me. He said, well, what do you mean? You know, she said, I wear the oxygen mask at night. I love to bake, and I volunteer at the uh, shelter center. And my main thing is cats. She said, I clean, that's what I do first thing when I go in. Well, she'd been wearing that ring for years, <laughs> you know, but it was her mother's ring and her mother did all this other stuff. So I did pick up on it, but I think it's linear type thing or not linear, but I think it's progressive. You know, it had all that energy that plus all her energy. She'd been wearing it for years. So I just found about this yesterday. I was thrilled to death whenever I talked to her. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. And you like to cook me out. And she said, 
And she said the mask thing is the one that hooks over your ear, you know, and she wears it for sleep apnea. And she just yeah. started using it a few months ago. I was like, that is so rewarding. Because I, <laughs> I thought, dude, you're way off base. You're going to have to tell these people you don't know what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very thrilled. And I'm so glad I had that experience to share it. Because before that, I, I really didn't have a lot of experience. But I can confirm, you know. That's really cool. I've actually had something like that happen to you several times where I may be in an audience or a, a, like a prophetic conference or what have you, and um, we'll get something. And I think it's for this person and I'll like da, 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 da. And it's really like, no, and it's the person next to them. So I think the field or, you know, when we're trying to tap in to whatever's going on in the field, um, you know, some people's field are, an inch and some people got a 20 foot field and so you can actually just somehow accidentally pick up other things and not be so specific to a person but that's cool about the ring um i have a story about a necklace and I, and then i have a question for you about it because you mentioned the ring and you mentioned the knife which are both metal or some type of element and um so that's causing some things to kind of pop in my mind, but I'll tell you this story. So, uh, I was actually this, I'll try to make it short, but, um, I, I was with, um, my high school sweetheart through high school and college. And then we took a little bit of a break and, um, the break ended up being 25 years, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, a little recess, you know, not, not long. Um, but, in the recess towards uh i guess i don't know 20 something years later i had a diagnose diagnosed um kind of a, a severe diagnosis terminal diagnosis and so i was trying to just get some things in order and what had popped up when i um the day that i was told in front of the doctor's office when he explained to me what was happening first of all i felt like my whole body just dropped down to the floor but instantly i thought of this man and making amends with who's now my husband and actually probably already has always has been my husband that's another story but when i went home from the doctor i don't know what came over me but i had this um insatiable thing that popped up in my head to go into this old jewelry box that was like in the bottom of my closet underneath a bunch of stuff and get out this necklace that had my name on it um, which I'm wearing right now just for the sake of show and tell. It's a Chanel and it has a little diamond on it. And it's, you know, it's just really old school, like 80s, 90s stuff, you know. But um, anyway, so I don't know what propelled me or what was, you know, what instigated me. It was something that popped in my mind. And my, my understanding at that minute was um, to get back to me. Like that, that, you know, cause this was my name or this still is my name actually. And that part of healing is remembering and getting in alignment. So, and, and I don't ever wear gold. I'm not like a, I don't know why I wear more silver and I kind of got repelled for some reason for years and stopped wearing gold. And so this jewelry, this jewelry box actually had a lot of gold in it. Uh, or gold jewelry, I should say. Some of it fake or real. It's not like I have like all this gold. I don't want to say I have a secret stash of gold. But um, but I had a couple of things in there with jewelry that I just hadn't worn since the 90s. And I, I just felt like I need to put this on to remember me and get back to me and maybe like bring some alignment. And I also in that doctor's office had the thought uh, almost simultaneously to make amends with this guy. And um, 
anyway, but didn't see a correlation at all, zero, right? So going through all these modalities, you know, trying to stay on the planet, doing uh, raindrop colonics, infrared sauna, juicing, um, foot baths, uh, supplements, you know, keto, uh, hyperbaric chamber, you know, everything possible to just get myself into alignment and really doing the work. I mean, it became a full-time job to hopefully maybe see myself resurrected and to reverse what I had gotten myself into. And, um, and I had, I was invited to a, a meeting, uh, a yearly meeting to Hawaii to, to have this meeting with like 400 people that we had done some, you know, every year for a long time, like a decade. But for whatever reason, I felt like nervous to go um, because it was going to be a week long and I wouldn't be able to do all these modalities while I was gone. Um, you know, all the stuff, they wouldn't have the machines. They wouldn't have all the stuff, you know, what if I couldn't get juicing? You know, I just didn't want to interrupt, you know, what I was doing, but I kept, you know, feeling led to go and muscle tested and the whole thing. Anyway, in the process, while I was over there, um, my now husband contacted me while I was over there and we had a little chat and then he asked when I came home if he could make me dinner or we could, you know, connect. And I was just like shocked, you know? And so anyway, when I showed up and we had our little interaction, um, he made a point to point out, he was like, Oh, I like your necklace. And I was like, Oh yeah. You know, my mom gave it to me and, you know, actually the meet, let me, I'm sorry. The meeting was before Hawaii and he pointed out the necklace and I said, um, it's like, yeah, my mom gave it to me. I have a matching ring, which I wasn't wearing and uh, I got it for Christmas. And, you know, and he was like, no, nah, I think I gave it to you. And I was like, no, no, you know, my mom gave it to me. I totally remember. And, you know, explained in my mind what I had remembered, which was completely false. But at the time I was so sure that my mom bought me that necklace and had it created because nothing has my name on it sure. because it's such a weird name. And it's just not like you can go get all the things with Charnel written on it, especially with his spelling. So um, he didn't argue or anything. Now let me get this straight. So then I'm in Hawaii. He contacts me, asks for dinner, and then also sends me a screenshot of his journal from 1989. And it was like a calendar and it showed like, um, Charnel's birthday, um, turns 18, got her a dozen roses, gave her a birthday at church and gave her the gold necklace with her name on it and the diamond. And I was like, I just sat there and I was like, whoa, like, I'm, I'm like, seriously, you gave that to me? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, I could swear my mom. And he was like, no, no, I gave it to you for Christmas. I mean, I gave it to you on your 18th birthday, da, 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 and all this stuff. And, and then it just kind of like, honestly fell on me that how there was a vibrational something uh, on the necklace that almost like marked the situation and or the relationship and or the vibe of that time that we were in in that capsule arena where we were that was now in my field again because I was wearing it every day, not even taking it off to shower or anything. I was just like, now this is me again. I'm coming back. And and somehow he heard that for us to even connect again. Now, I could be making all of this up, 
but it just seems a little strange that I would put it on, had the thought of that connection. And it, to me, it was almost like, you know, with the law of attraction, like this was in the field, therefore now he can come to me because there was some sort of path or something. Is that, I don't know. Does that make sense at all? Am I making any sense? No, it makes absolute no sense. <laughs> most psychic abilities. Yeah, it makes absolute no sense in our logical mind. But yeah, in, a, in an energetic way and knowing how the, the ether works and how energy vibrations last forever. Energy don't, doesn't die. It only transmute. Yeah, it makes perfect sense in that manner. And that is so neat. That is so cool. Yes. And, and now we're married. And well, I mean, on paper, I think we were married the whole time. But that's another again, that's another topic. But um, I know like Tyler Henry, if you guys are familiar with him, he does a lot of like celebrity kind of prophetic readings for people and what have you. And when he has people come, he always says, you know, if you want to bring something, then, you know, bring bring things. And I've seen him like live and or on TV where he just literally picks up stuff and he can he can feel like who had it. And, you know, just similar to the ring situation. Um, but and my question, because you brought up ring, I've seen him do it with jewelry for some reason, watches and what have you, you know, this jewelry and then a knife, which would also be an element. Do you think there's more? of a hold to to elements even more of a vibration or that can like record more or can it just be i mean i know it can be everything but do you think there's more with elements you know yeah i, I really don't know for certain but it seems like maybe so and i know a lot of people when i'm teaching um psychokinesis some people can connect well with water and some can connect well with fire and some connect well with foil and some better with paper so I think, you know, we have the, the, the five elements, maybe some elements resonate better with other people. Common sense would think, yeah, a solid object would uh, hold uh, a vibration longer than say a piece of cloth would, you would think. But again, we're in the realms of the invisible and unknown. So I, it's really just guesswork. But yeah, it's, metal seems to be very good for psychometry. And I, I see that used a lot in examples. People are usually using watches and like I said, rings and jewelry and things like that. So I really don't know, but it's a good question. Well, I know you can speak to this, like even in church and conferences, what have you, didn't we like, we would bring things to the altar and people would pray over them. And this is biblical, like explain, explain that. Cause I mean, this was something that you can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I funny enough when you were both uh, talking, a few things have popped into my head. Um, Obviously, the biblical precedent would be the Apostle Paul, who he would bring cloths up like handkerchiefs and he would pray on them and take them to the sick person and it would heal them. You know, there's a biblical record of that. Um, and uh, the, the other thing that popped into my head, I always remember, um, Trevor, that there's there's a guy that we know called Paul Keith Davis. Um, and he used to travel with somebody who Chanel used to travel with called Bob Jones, who was a very, you know, he was a, he was a prophet, who was very you know, high energy guy. And I always remember Paul Keith telling the story of when um, Bob went over to sleep at his house and Paul Keith put Bob Jones in his dad's, in his father's bed for the night. I think his father was away or something. And um, obviously his dad wasn't the most, <laughs> he, was a, he was a heavy drinker, you know, and, and, you know, didn't live a particularly spiritual life. Uh, now, apparently Bob Jones got up the next day after sleeping in his dad's bed 
he says his hair was all over the place. He got out, like stumbled up and was like, I've been to hell. <laughs> because the energy on his bed, you know, this guy obviously lived a quite a chaotic life. Um, and Bob lying on his bed and sleeping there um, had this effect on him. And, and he, he had this hellish experience in the night, you know. I, just, I think it all ties in. I think it's the same principle. Um, the the, the, the uh, kind of the fabric of, of material will record and, and contain uh, the energy of, of, of things. I think because we're electromagnetic beings, I think, like you were saying, um, you know, metal is, a, is the greatest conductor, obviously certain metals are the greatest conductor of electricity. So if we we're putting that out electronically, it will absorb it. Um, I think that might be a, a reason for your question, Sean, but answer to your question. But um, yeah, I'm funny enough, because I, I came into this conversation and I said before we came on that um, I'm a noob. I don't really know what, what you're talking about and I totally get where you're coming from now. I can't say I've had um, many experiences from memory. I mean, I might have done and I'm trying to think, but I totally, totally believe and understand this stuff. And um, from the things we've just mentioned, you know, I've heard loads of accounts of these sorts of things. So are you saying that there's a way that we can actually activate it and, and consciously do it? It's not just something that happens. Um, yeah, I mean, there are certain things you can do to to make it more likely to happen. I don't know that there's an ABC step method all the way through it. But um, the basic steps are like, like I said earlier, just calming yourself down, getting balanced, centered, grounded, whatever word it is you use. Focus on the third eye area, because I think that's the portal. I think that's where the, the ether information is coming through. It's not coming through your normal senses. Whenever you hear, see, or feel something, it feels like it came from internal rather than external. So quieting the mind, body, and spirit, focusing on the third eye, just maybe imagine a pinhole expanding and opening to the size of a coin. Choose your object. Clear the mind, hold the object, or wear the object. I, I, I felt that putting the ring on really helped a lot. And then it's it's staying open and neutral and blank and just being receptive and quick, because a lot of times the flashes are just super fast. And then just being able to take note of your thoughts or verbalize them so someone else can hear them, but just trying to maintain that, that open field of reception and just pay attention, but not too much attention, if that makes any sense. Mm. Try to be sort of, I don't know if you do any transcendental meditation, but that sort of mindset where yeah. there are thoughts going on, but you're not provoking or entertaining them. They, the thoughts come and the thoughts go. Yeah. And then just take note of what those thoughts are. And anytime you lose focus or feel like you're trying too hard, just go back to focusing on the third eye and, and staying balanced and just letting it happen. I don't think there's any way to make it happen. So, yeah, that's kind of my my method. That's a really, really good point, that letting it happen, not making it happen. Because any, so much that I'm finding in, in this sort of spiritual journey, you know, discovering the, the fun that we can have with these things, you know, it's, it's all comes from a place of, um, of non-effort. You know, you, we're not putting effort into it. We're allowing things to happen. We're allowing the manifestation to occur, you know, um, as an example. And uh, yeah, that's a really, really important key, I think. And I just think, you know, we're talking about the sort of electromagnetic field. Um, Shana, well, obviously you've written a whole book about this. Um, 
you know, I remember hearing of people, um, I think it was actually Rick Joyner, who, who after sort of having some kind of experience, he went to put his hand on a metal object and a, and a spark of electricity went from his hand. Um, I just I think, you know, the conversation like this, we're really tapping into something here that, that, again, we can have fun with this. I think we've got the complete liberty to experiment and try things out. I mean, I'm definitely going to try this now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I could give you tons of examples too. Just um, being with Paul Keith, being with Bob, Doug Addison. Um, when I did conferences with all these guys for years, and he was one that could never stay. Like sometimes we would stay in hotels when we did conferences, and then uh, sometimes they would put you up in like a house. And one time we were, well, several times we were on um, a different tour, and we would be staying at an older house and it would have old furniture in it mm. and Doug would never be able to sleep because he could fill everything off old furniture and he would just be so have so much anxiety and different things about it um you know and not be able to just rest because of what was coming off of old furniture so you know even furniture and buying things um I know if you think about like John G Lake you know I know like Bob Jones I mean um Oh, I'm thinking Bill Johnson and all that crew. They would go to John G. Lake's grave or some of the Catherine Coleman and different places yeah. like that just to like maybe get a pine cone off the grave because yeah. these guys were walking and that kind of stuff. And they kind of felt like, well, maybe if I touch something from their grave or lay on their grave or whatever, I know it sounds kind of weird going to graves, but <laughs> um, that maybe that would activate something um, because anyone who knows John G. Lake, they would put like disease in his hand and it would like immediately like restore just by going in his hand. He had some sort of, I don't Energy. know, healing yeah. power and he could pray over things and touch things. And then it could be passed along and the people would get completely healed. And there's so many documentation, like literally science um, facts of what, what happened with that. But, um, but what yeah. What was his name again? Well, I'm sorry. What was his uh, name? John G. Lake, um, huge. Huge. Oh, big name back in the sort of early 1900s, wasn't he? Yes, big guy, uh, big guy. I mean, he was tall, but also just a huge presence of healing and some kind of, he had tapped into some part of who God is that is already healed and yeah. could yeah. transfer it and put it on coughs and or whatever. And they and scientists would like test him out. And, you know, so he would do it to cloths or items and send things all over, um, but yeah, um, going back to Bob, people would always want to like have anything that he had. I have a sweatshirt that I still have that we had a shared sweatshirt that I, when he passed, I, I would, I slept with it for like ever because I just missed him and it was just like my way to feel close to him or whatever. But I've had people, dudes who were with him that like kept his sheets and everything kind of weird stuff, but like always wanted to like sleep in his bed after and hoping for some activation. So I don't know if any of these things work, but going back to Robert, uh, <laughs> would you consider this like clairsentience is that would be in the same like category of that? Because, you know, you can hear things and be connected on an audible. You can feel things. You could, you know, sense things. You can maybe see her like a seer anointing where you see see things, but would this be, under the category of clairsentience? Yeah, I think it's gonna manifest in whatever your strongest ability is. If you're a visual person, you're probably gonna see images. If you're an audio type person, 
like I perceive better hearing than I do reading. When I read something, I usually have to read it several times to really get it to sink in. If I listen to an audiobook or a lecture, I can retain a lot more of it. So I think there's, I don't think there's a way to pigeonhole which, which form uh, it's going to come to you in. And I wouldn't force it either way. You know, I wouldn't always try to look for an image or always try to hear something. And another experience you mentioned, you know, the guy sleeping on the furniture, we bought a house at an auction, the house where I live now. And, um, it had an uneasy feeling to it. I love the house it has a pond in the front yard, 10 acres, very secluded. I love my place, but I had to admit there was a bad energy in it. And the people who lived there were going through a nasty divorce and there'd been some physical alterations and things like that. But, uh, I would just want people to know that, you know, just because something's negative doesn't mean it has to remain negative. There are ways mm -hmm. to cleanse, you know, we use sage and shungite and crystals. And we basically just energetically sanitized the house. And within a few days, it started feeling like our home again, too. Okay. So true, the vibrations do go on forever, but vibrations can also be altered. The one thing they don't do is die. They can be transmuted into something else. That's good so point. if you're experiencing bad energy or you feel bad every time you drive your car or every time you have to put on your Sunday suit, it makes you sad. Uh, there are ways to cleanse that energy out of those articles and, and refresh it and charge it with your own good energy. So I just want to say it's not, it's not a permanent thing that you have to be stuck with. You know, we have, we have the power to change not only our energy, but the energy that we put out and the energy that people are receiving from us. And that's one of our greatest gifts. You know, we're all, we're all magicians, witches and wizards. Yes. We just have to tap into it Absolutely. and realize you know, the basic rules like energy doesn't die. It only gets transmuted. Those type of lessons, those are life lessons that uh, will serve you well when you learn how to use them. I'm glad you brought that up about changing the shift and shifting the energy. Um, I, I wasn't even going to say this because I, I didn't see how it applied until you just said that. So that like connected to some things for me. But I, I recently got, I get mail and texts and emails and people send me things in the mail and you know whatever and this person had sent some things um that i felt was off and um because i'm not joking <laughs> as innocent as it as i is it probably may have been that there there was something more to it and then um it came they they sent an object a couple objects as well actually and one was a crystal and i'm not gonna be specific about it because they're watching but um anyway i i felt weird about it and i don't i couldn't put my finger on it literally of what and i said something to my husband and so and so and then it occurred to me pendulum so i went and got my pendulum and i put it over both objects that were sent to me and the letter that was sent to me the letter came back no negative um, the crystal, which should never, ever have a no uh, or a bad spin, also came back no, and the other object came back no. I instantly went and saged everything. Uh, I went and got tourmaline. I put the whole thing under tourmaline and just, like, let it sit there, and then I mentally cleansed it. And I did this in front of my husband. Literally, he saw the before and after. And then I went, I said, watch this. And I wish I had, like, recorded it, but... Um, Anyway, and so as soon like I gave it five minutes, two seconds, I don't know, it wasn't a while, and immediately bought my pendulum back, and then it got into the, 
to the right spin. And what's going on? And I said, a crystal should never have a bad spin or a no or a negative energy unless it's been programmed. And so to do that. So um, I unprogrammed it or, you know, transferred it and we're able to do that. And then same thing with this house. There's a house up the street. You brought up the house thing. There's a house up the street that constantly is for sale. Like I've been living in this space for a little bit and it's the same house will either stay vacant for like a year and then finally someone buys it. And then like, as soon as they buy it, they sell it again. And it's just done this ever since I was a kid. And I mean, I'm, I, I think I was 14 when I moved here. So I'm 50 something now. And um, anyway, what we found out about the house is a couple things. Number one, apparently somebody was playing poker there or something and then they committed suicide, uh, got in a fight or something. And so someone actually died there. And then also there was, there's a park across the street and they had like a circus thing and some monkey had got loose and got across the street and like attacked someone in the house or on the property and like maimed the person. So anyway, it's kind of a joke, but it's not about like, oh, that's the, the monkey house or whatever. And so I guess that could be cleared. <laughs> I mean, it's currently for sale again. Um, but yeah, you could you could totally do a favor for the the realty company or whatever. Say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm going here and cleanse this house for a ten percent commission on the sale. And uh, <laughs> if they don't stay over a year, yeah, you can have your money back. Type thing, you know. That's what that house needs. Either that, or you know, something a little more extreme. Uh, maybe it's a poltergeist type thing or something. You know, I don't know anything about any of that exorcism stuff, but I yeah. certainly know cleansing it. And placing the proper stones in the proper rooms will definitely change the vibe of that house. But there you go. That's living proof right there in the realty market that uh, there's something to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we've got a circuit of um, certain crystals in each room, you know, because you can do that with crystals, you know, create like an energy grid. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So we, we've done that. And, and it Tell really does. Work. That. I'm going to know. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember what crystals. Guys. Oh, sorry. What do you put in the in the rooms? I, I, help me. Uh, well, you, you, I, I mean, we did it with um, what's called now the, the the really pure, like white one. It's not. It's not selenite. Uh, selenite, yeah. Um, we just put selenite because uh, it's really good for for cleansing. You know, cleansing crystals that it's next to as well, um, and just in certain uh, areas of the room of each room in the house, uh, and they will connect up. With each other you know obviously they, they emit a frequency and then you, you put it where it can reach the other one's frequency and you can just basically cleanse the whole house it keeps it clear all the time and <clears throat> um, yeah it's, it really does work i mean we, <laughs> we we've got crystals in our on our toilet you know <laughs> i don't know if anybody else can say that but yeah it does it does work and, and it does tap into sort of the topic that we're talking about in that you know it, it affects the our consciousness you know and our moods and um, you know, the, the vibe of the house is so much better. Not that it was bad before, but, you know, I mean, like when we moved into this house, you know, we, we did a, a bit of an energy cleanse because the person that lived in it before was a bit not very like, awake. <laughs> um, we, 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 we met them, you know, we knew what they were like. And um, like you said, uh, uh, it was it was just, just not a nice vibe, but we, we just did a, a, a clear, like a 
spiritual cleansing type thing. It was a bit more religious back in them days, but it worked nonetheless. Um, but yeah, um, it, 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 I recommend that. It, it, it does it does help, and obviously, kids, your kids will feel it. Kids are way more sensitive than we give them credit for as well. And animals, it, yeah. Yeah, sure. and animals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you use crystals in your house too, Trevor? I do. Yeah. There's at least a crystal or gemstone in every room in my house. Some houses, yeah. there's some rooms are just covered in it. But my <laughs> my big thing was I'm very sensitive to EMF and electronics. And yeah, I'll borrow somebody's cell phone and it's glitchy for a few days. Or like, never again am I giving this guy myself. So I'm a big fan of the Shun guy, and I like buying the whole pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. room you can't really I'm see, not. but all I'm around not. my my modem, yep, yep, yeah. Around my modems, my telephone, anything electronic. There's at least one piece of shungite sitting there, and then, uh, like you said, any type of white or a clear crystal is really good for cleaning up rooms. And orgon, uh, especially the orgon, the pyramid shape. Yes, super energy coming off of those things. Yeah, and I like to keep uh, heart chakra type, just like uh, um, uh, rose quartz in my bedroom for passion and love type things they, they all push off this energy you know and they they can help you i'm not a big fan i don't wear it julie very seldom do i wear anything but i have stuff around me that puts off good vibrations yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely something to it and i cleanse them salt water and sunshine as needed usually annually uh, unless i'm around somebody or have a bad experience i'll cleanse it right away like mm -hmm. let's get that energy out of our house type thing yeah there's definitely something to it and like you said, children, kids, and people who are um, spiritually awakened or more sensitive to others. But it affects all of us on some level. You might know, not know why you're always irritated at work. And it may be as simple as, simple as the environment just needs to be energetically tuned or cleansed. Yeah, well, if I ever go um, into an office environment, you know, there's loads of computers laid out, telephones, all that kind of stuff. Um, if I'm in there for any more than sort of a couple of hours, I start to get like flu symptoms, like like I, I get a temperature, um, and I feel like my throat's sore. And I feel feel like crap. Um, five minutes walking in the fresh air, it's gone, and, and that, that will be every day. Um, and, and it took me years before I realised what it was. I used to think, wow, what is it? These people is it their energy or something like that, you know? But now I figured it out. It's the EMF. It genuinely gave me like um, symptoms of a temperature. Um, and I felt felt rough, but like I say, because I used to cycle into the office back in the day, uh, five minutes cycling down on because I lived by the sea, um, cycling down the promenade, and it was just gone. It was just I felt fresh and good again. So yeah, that is a real thing, EMF, and like you say, Shungai, um, and and um, oh, I can't remember the other ones. Generally, all gone. Tourmaline, yeah. tourmaline, tourmaline jet, black, yeah. anything black, obsidian, just black ones. Yeah, yeah. They absorb, um, you know, the negative. Um, yeah. to take away kind of like animals they do that too they they try to absorb and kind of morph or mix yeah take on you know anything um i as we're talking i would love for people who are watching live i would love to hear your experiences too um if you don't mind putting them in the chat and explaining like i you know i'm just fascinated by everyone's experience if you don't is, mind sharing is um, this after they become members what's that is this after they've become members yeah. <laughs> yes no um but i i do really believe and i, I have experienced um not just the 5g but even fluorescent lights can cause interference with our not only just with our hormones and our cells but would would mess with the intuition 
of just being able yeah. to, you know, hear good or tap into alignment, you know, if you're off physically because of these smart meters and different things, which, you know, now they're putting smart meters on pretty much everything. So they don't have to come out and like check, you know, physically what's going on. Instead, what happens is somewhere like a Wi-Fi where like every second it's beaming and that, you know, I've had people who pay to change the dialogue um, from smart meter to dialogue. So it goes back, but they usually charge to take it off. They charge to come out and check it. And then also if your neighbor has it, it's still pulsating in your, your vicinity is, you know, depending on how close your house is and stuff. So too, but speak a little bit about that, about, you know, interference and how to um, help with interference, whether it's lights or 5G or whatever. I mean, you would just use crystals or what else do you guys do? Funny you say that about the smart meter. They changed the smart meter in my house un unbeknownst to me. And I immediately, the day after, started feeling, I, as with you being around EMF, have a fatigue thing. I get, I get like a dull headache and I just, I just, I feel, all, I know when I'm around too much EMF. And I was getting that instantly, not knowing that they changed the meter. When I got, I got to reading something about smart meters and I went to look at mine, I'm like, Hell, I have a smart meter. When do, when did I get a smart meter? You know, mm -hmm. so I called the the electric company and said, "Hey, um, my son and I are both EMF sensitive. I want this thing switched back, and I don't I don't want." He said, "Well, you don't have a choice, sir. If you want electricity, you have to have this." So, long story short, about a, within a month, I had to move it across the street and put it on a pole across the street. My meter. So now I, I just have a big hole on my pole where my meter used to be, but that helped dramatically just getting it further yeah. away. But I guarantee they are not good for you because I, like I said, I didn't know the meter was changed and I felt it the very next day. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can avoid the smart meter or block your EMF, there's a lot of good things out there for that. I have a hat that that's silver mesh line that I wear when I go into Wi Fi areas. There's you said you got tinfoil hat by any chance? I do. Yeah. That's what my <laughs> wife calls it to you. Oh, you're wearing your tinfoil hat. It's kind of an ugly hat. It's brown. It's got a big, I hate the bill on it, but. It does help me. It works. I sleep on grounding sheets. Yes. Salt baths. Grounding and salt baths are great for EMF detoxing. Right. So yeah. if you can, if you have to be around it, at least do your duty to give your body a cleanse. You know, I wouldn't take a salt bath every night, but maybe a couple times a week if you're bathed in EMF all day, every day. Mm -hmm. um, it will help you not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. All these things kind of weigh down on us. And if we can just stay on top of it and keep maintenance we can live a happy healthy spiritually awakened life but it's 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 a it's a journey and you have to stay after it type thing yeah there um the smart meter thing when i was having my issue with um my diagnosis one of the things that they kept detecting was radiation and um they said that specifically this test they did i don't know how they knew but they said what are you doing at night between 9 a 9 p.m and like 8 in the morning or 6 in the morning i can't remember the times but they had it down to a, a time and they said you're not sleeping with your phone or your ipad or you don't live next to the wi-fi or you know i was totally didn't know i was like no i don't do any of that and then um two days later our electricity went out and i didn't know why and then next thing you know the company was out and knocked on the door and wanted to go in our backyard because I guess someone was digging and they like get something and they wanted to know where our little box was or whatever. And I wasn't sure, but 
much, how much I know. I'm like, I don't know. So, and I didn't know that they had put that on there either, but it turned out the actual smart meter in, in our house at the time was literally like, I have my, my master bedroom is an external wall and my headboard was against the external wall. And on the other side of my headboard where I sleep was literally what was, you know, going through my body all night long at the time. And so, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of people who had it removed and um, they were sleeping like in the kitchen or whatever, because it had a similar thing and they, they could sleep like in the kitchen floor better than they could in their master bedroom because of that thing. And uh, so if it's going to mess with you physically, it's definitely going to mess with your abilities, you know, to do anything on a intuitive um, thing. So, you know, the, the best that we can do to, um, to make steps to not protect, I don't want to say just secure our remembrance and our alignment, then that's going to be because natural is great. You know, there's, there's code and nature, there's code and grounding. You mentioned the sheets, you know, there's, there's literally code to bring order to the body and to the field by experiencing nature and just being with animals, being yeah. outside, getting sunshine, hugging a tree, literally, you know, all that stuff. And so, you know, as much as we can be natural, that's, that's a great way to kind of line up and really tap into the DNA that's already here that can do just powerful things, you know, healing, um, healing ourselves, healing other people, knowing things about other people, you know, all of that. But um, yes. So any words on that and any final words before we get out of here for the day, uh, you guys got any, anything to say final and how can we reach you? Um, sorry. Do you want to go? Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to go and grab a load of my wife's uh, jewelry now and put it on and see what she's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think what Shonel said, um, we just need to cater to make these abilities uh, available to us. And the ways to do that is the energetic cleansing, keeping your mind and spirit, you know, in a, in a happy uh, state, staying healthy and open and receptive. And don't be afraid to try new things and just kind of make it uh, hospitable for your psychic abilities to exist or to show themselves. And they will, you know. That's that's the whole with psychometry. Like I said, all the work is the preparation of the mind, body and spirit. The actual work of it is natural and it can come in the blink of an eye. It's just getting prepared for it and staying, you know, in that up up vibration. That's where things happen. There are no negative psychics. You know, there's no yeah. people who get mad and, and crush things with their mind that I know of. <laughs> Only in Hollywood does that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, just stay in, in a state of loving and receptive and. Just know that we don't know everything, but uh, we can experience more than what we, we think we can if we stay open to these sorts of things. And as far as finding me, I have lots of uh, stuff on YouTube. Trevor7 is the name of the channel. Telekinesisschool.com and Trevor7.com for private tutorials. If you, I highly recommend you learn for free. But if you need some mentorship or some more tutorials, they're available at Trevor7.com. And then my supplement store is sacredsupplements.com. Highly Thank recommend. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I have a lot of respect for you guys. You guys are busy. You put out great content. I love being on your show. It's been an honor. And anytime you want me back, count me in. Oh, um, good. I'm glad you said that. We definitely have to have you back. I don't know what topic. We'll figure it out. But I love having you. That would yeah, be yeah. Great. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. Craig. Uh, right, what I want you to do is, is now you start practicing walking through walls and uh, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll have to work on that one. Men yeah. Who Stare at Goats. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, you it need to watch like that. That's so. one of the few movies I've watched. And it's based <laughs> on real stuff they're remote viewing the military had. They had a whole psychic department that they don't want us to know about. And yeah. they had some success with it. And secretly, I think they still use remote viewers and oh, they do practitioners of psychometry. Like, where did this come from, or where did this gun casing come from? Type thing. They do. Skills are used. They're just under the table because they're too woo woo for mainstream. I mean, it's yeah. legit and it's real. Yeah. yeah. The documentary Third Eye Spies. Have you seen that? Yes. Russell. Um, Russell. That's a great show. Car uh, what is his name? What is it? Dames. Uh, or. Uh, I can't think of it right now. You'll be able to find it off the title, won't you? Yeah. Yeah, and Russell Russell Tar, he's like the pioneer of, of yeah. psych psychic everything in the government. And I mean that is so eye opening, um, what they've been doing. And because Russia was doing it first. Yes, that's true. And so there was a competition like everything else. Like they're like, okay, well, we gotta get our people doing it too. And they started with soldiers doing it. And then anyway, but go ahead, Craig. How any final words and how can we find you? Uh, I was just going to say, funny enough, I'm reading the book at the minute again, but uh, Paul Wallace's latest book and he, he mentioned this, um, how that, um, you know, remote viewing and um, sort of like the, these abilities, uh, the USSR, because it was the USSR at the time, bearing in mind the USSR were highly kind of atheistic, you know, very science-based culture. You know, there was, the religion was not allowed, you know, spirituality was not allowed. And the US found out that they were, um, examining and, and experimenting with these these sort of psychic abilities, so the USA were like, well, if they're doing it, then there's got to be something to it. So then they opened their own programs, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought that was a point of interest following the conversation. But yeah, like I say, I'm uh, loads going on at the minute. So uh, Sean, I might be doing a few things without me for the next up until Christmas because I'm, I'm super busy. But I will be here every time that I can be. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Craig Martin Walker. Um, I'm in a band, Enthesension. Find us, Enthesension.com or on Facebook. Uh, have a crystal shop, crystalfalls.co.uk. If you want to buy some shungite, we do have some on there. Yeah, just, just stick that on your forehead and, you know, hope the best. Um, <laughs> but, no, uh, yeah, just find me. I love to connect with people. I like talking with people. You know what I love? Obviously, I don't invite loads of people just to, to message me pointless things, but I love it when somebody friend requests me and it's like, oh, I caught you on this show. It was really good. It really helped me in this way. I love that. I love talking to people, even if it's privately, but that's not an invitation for people to ring me, which has happened. <laughs> Boundaries, people. Um, but, yeah, um, I love connecting with people. I love hearing people's stories. And, and uh, yeah, so find me on there. Awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Well, and you guys can go to swiftfire.org. You can subscribe. You can ring the bell. You can do, do all the things. I'm going to put all of Trevor's links here. Um, so you guys are going to be find, be able to find him so easily and um, just connect with all the resources that he has. Lots of free content and lot, just fun things. I mean, if you want to have fun, go to his site because it's make it's it fun. fun. His, his YouTube is so fun. Like, and, and I think there's something to studying whatever you focus on. John Paul used to say, whatever you focus on, you make room for. So when you study things like what, what Trevor's doing, there's something there's, I believe there's like an igniting to that in, in your DNA. And um, the more, you know, I'm not saying strive or push or trying to make anything happen, but just focus, you know, what you focus on, you make room for. And so, 
Um, if you are looking to, you know, upgrade in your um, intuition, in your thoughts, your dreams, definitely jump on that. Grab, go get some Ormus. Check that out. You know, um, there's lots of things that he has that I think is going to really be helpful for you. And uh, I just encourage you to guys to step that out and check it out. What is with fire next week? Um, we have a really cool guest. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say it out loud, but. Um, stay tuned and um, and definitely get Good on. And you'll find out. Yes, yes. <laughs> and right, yeah. Yeah. Megan, Megan Rose will be with us on November 6th for one whole hour just for our members. And I'm really excited to have her on just to do a little more one-on-one. Um, -on -one. um, literally, we're going to do destiny sessions and really just encourage people in the, in the middle of whatever's going on in life you know just trying to help people out get answers and understand some things and i'm really looking i don't know what to expect but it's going to be fun i know that mm -hmm. so love you all watching love you guys for being with us so much fun today and um i'm excited you're coming back trevor so we got to think of a new topic and <laughs> Get, get our minds together on whatever we're going to talk about next. But you guys have the best week, everybody. Love you all so much. Thank you for being with us today. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Hi, I have some really exciting news. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan. I am with True TV, and we're so, so very excited to announce that we are doing membership plans. So what does that mean? Um, well, you have the opportunity to participate and help this program keep going, number one. And if you have anything to do with us in the last few years and um, have gotten good information or what have you because of our show, we appreciate your support. Also want to let you know, we're not going to quit doing what we're doing. We're just going to add different content, new content, fun content, whether it's a panel, surprise guest, Q&A, a personal reading, group readings, group frequencies, whatever. We're going to have it. So thank you so much for wa watching. The link will be up here for you guys to participate. I'd love for you guys to join us and helping keeping this show going on and look forward to spending some quality time with you guys as members. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye.